Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Watchers Network podcast presented by Daily News Made Simple. And in today's episode, we will be doing a brief summary on Operation Gunnerside, as well as a few things that are going on with and within the world situation and events, and as well as a few cybersecurity things. So if you enjoyed today's podcast, please consider leaving us a like send us some voice messages if you would like as well and follow our podcast and share family and friends all right let's get into it all right so first we are going to be talking about a little brief summary about operation gunner side so this was a secret operation that was conducted by a group of nine british trained norwegian commandos on the evening of February 27, 1943, the commandos infiltrated Nazi Germany's Vemork hydroelectric plant in Rujakon, Norway, where Germany was running an atomic bomb project using heavy water. The Allies naturally didn't want Germany to complete their atom bomb project and thus decided to launch the raid. The destruction of the facility crippled Germany's atomic bomb project for months when the Germans decided to move the remaining heavy water to Germany through Lake Tin, Norwegian resistance fighters sank the ferry transporting the heavy water. This mission is said to be the most successful sabotage operation in World War II. So that was just a little brief summary about Operation Gunnerside. If you would like to dive deeper into this operation, you can do so by simply searching Operation Gunnerside. Now we're going to go ahead and get into some world news and the current events and things that are taking place. All right, so now we're going to get into some news about current situations and events. And I assume that more than half the world has already heard some coverage on Hurricane Ida and what was going on with that recently, but there's some live information coming from the Weather weather, um, Channel saying that flooding remains a threat as Ida moves northeast. A threat of heavy rain and flooding continues as Ida, now a tropical depression, moves northeast into Tennessee, Ohio, and the Mid-Atlantic through Wednesday. According to the National Weather Service, Millions of people in Louisiana are still without power, and at least four have died after a highway collapsed in Mississippi. The U.S. Today actually reported that Ida made landfall on Sunday as a Category 4 hurricane with maximum sustained winds of 150 miles per hour. And it goes on to say that the Atlantic hurricane season began on Tuesday, June 1st, and ends on Tuesday, November 30th. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA, encourages people residing in states along the Atlantic coast to download the FEMA mobile app and learn about how to prepare for hurricanes by visiting ready.gov and listo.gov. It goes on to still say that there is a 60% chance of an above normal hurricane season this year and they just want people to to prepare and get ready for and like i says above normal hurricane season and we also got some more news 
coming out of South Lake Tahoe. Um, SF Gate actually did an update on this, saying that traffic was gridlocked for hours throughout most of South, South Lake Tahoe as the city rushed to evacuate. Mandatory evacuation orders were imposed late Monday morning ahead of a red flag warning for gusting winds that is expected to last until 11 p.m. Wednesday, with highways 50, 88, and 89 all closed below the Tahoe Basin. People are being funneled out of the town toward the Nevada state line. That was uh, an update from yesterday, and apparently it looks like most of the traffic was just gridlocked from um, just people trying to, so many people trying to evacuate from South Lake Tahoe. And there's another um, news article here posted by Quartz that, again, was updated yesterday saying that leaded gasoline is now banned everywhere on Earth. The world is officially getting rid of one particularly insidious fossil fuel that for decades was a major cause of public health problems in developing countries, especially in Africa. 21 hours ago, they did another post saying leaded gasoline, a major public health threat, is now banned everywhere in the world. Officials from UNEP just announced that Algeria, the last country on earth to use leaded gasoline, depleted its supply in July. They went on to make another a second half to that post saying that emissions from leaded gasoline are linked to cancer, heart disease, stroke, and other health problems, as well as air and water pollution. UNEP estimates that the phase-out would prevent more than 1.2 million premature deaths annually. And you can follow some more on um, that story by just looking up um, at QZ or Quartz. And then going ahead and moving over to some boxing news, actually. And this was... Uh, Uploaded two hours ago from Mirror Fighting or at Mirror Fighting saying breaking Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley purses and prize money have been confirmed. So the Jake Paul fight versus Tyrone Woodley is definitely going to be happening. And honestly, <clears throat> I just wanted to say a couple of things about Jake Paul because believe it or not, Jake Paul did start out on the YouTube platform. I used to, I still watch him quite a bit as well. And when I first heard about Jake Paul doing, you know, a boxing fight, a lot of us probably, including myself, and a lot of us probably were just like, this can't, you know, be real. And it actually turned out to be real. And he's doing quite well now within the, um, the boxing area. And just honestly, a Freaking this dude's just killing it, man, in the boxing in the boxing realm, and I honestly can't believe it. I mean, definitely 100%, you know, kudos to Jake Paul, because a lot of us believe that that was just going to be a one-and-done fight, and that Jake Paul wasn't going to do any more boxing after that. But no, Jake Paul's taking it all the way, man. He's continuing to still do boxing matches, and from what I can see, it looks like he's doing quite well within boxing. So he's probably going to be here to stay within that realm of boxing. And it's honestly really cool. I like it. I dig it. And LA Times sometime yesterday did go on to make a, um, a, uh, an update saying that 
family says that 10 people, including 7 children, were killed in the Cabal drone strike and that the U.S. is investigating. U.S. forces say they launched a drone strike Sunday that destroyed a car loaded with explosives and suicide bombers heading for Cabal's airport. It remained unclear Monday whether the drone strike was linked to the blast that hit Esmarari Amada's car. And about a day ago, there did another post saying that, I'm talking about the drone strike, saying that a U.S. drone strike Sunday targeted suspected militants preparing to attack Kabul airport, but an Afghan family says 10 of its members died. So the U.S. is investigating, doing some investigating into this drone strike that the U.S. perpetrated against what what was supposed to be, or I guess what they thought was a car loaded with explosives and suicide bombers that was heading for Kabul's airport. But it could have possibly, I think what they're trying to say is that it could have possibly just been a family, family car or a family was nearby that vehicle when the drone strike happened. Just some news coming out from Los Angeles Times for about a day ago. And we got some more information here about the Calder fire that was updated about an hour ago, stating that the Calder fire could damage Lake Tahoe's iconic blue waters, that they've never had a fire of this extent before, and that it's one, uh, that's, it's one that's off the charts. Smoke and ash from wildfires near Lake Tahoe, one of the deepest lakes in the world, is already clouding the lake's famously clear water, researchers have gone to say. While the long-term effects are unclear, ash and soot are now coating the surface of the lake and veiling the sun, which can disrupt the lake's ecosystem and its clarity. More debris and sediment are likely to wash into the lake from runoff and rain this fall and winter, and goes on to say that researchers are now trying to figure out what the residue and flames from the colder fire are now threatening the Tahoe Basin, which could mean for the iconic cobalt blue lake so this fire that's still you know raging is definitely messing up according to researchers it's messing up some of the ecosystem of the lake as well as the clarity of the lake and we do have an update from times travel that's that they were basically talking about the what that these are the the world's safest safest cities and um 2021 and it goes on to state that copenhagen the capital city of denmark has been named the world's safest city by the economics economist intelligence unit or eiu reportedly the study conducted by the eiu took into account 60 cities and measured them across 76 indicators further Two Indian cities, Mumbai and New Delhi, managed to grab spots on the top 50 list with 54.4 and 56.1 points respectively. If you are, it says, if you are curious to know more, that they do have a list of the world's safest cities of 2021. And that was updated yesterday from Times Travel or at TOI Travel. And they did another, another, um, update it was about a day ago saying that reports state that to rank the countries the study has taken into account 76 indicators across digital health personal security 
environmental infrastructure sectors and scored them out of 100. And that website there looks to be timesofindia.indiatimes.com. So if you want to read the article on which city, which cities are the safest in 2021, you can do so at that website, timesofindia.indiatimes.com. And now we're going to go ahead and jump into some stocks here. And apparently that these are the five stocks to watch for August 31st, 2021. And it goes on to state that Wall Street expects designer brands incorporated to report quarterly earnings at 21 cents per share on revenue of $737.81 million before the opening bell. Designer brands shares rose 0.4% to $15.88 in after-hours trading. Zoom Video Communications Incorporated reported better than expected or than expected earnings for its second quarter, but issued weak earnings guidance for a third quarter. Zoom video shares tumbled 12.2% to $305.05 in the after-hours trading session. Analysts are expecting PVH Corporation to have earned $1.20 million per share on revenue of $2.14 billion dollars two billion two point fourteen billion for the latest quarter the company will release earnings after the closing bell catalan shares rose 0.1 percent to 106 dollars and 85 cents in after hours trading norsen corporation reported upbeat results for its third quarter and raised its fy21 forecast Nordson shares gained 1.3% to $242 in the after-hours trading session. Analysts expect NetEase Incorporation to post quarterly earnings at $5.87 $5 per share billion before the opening bell. NetEase shares gained 0.5% to $90.10 in after-hours trading. And then it goes on to show the number one resource for options, alerts, and educations. <clears throat> so this article here that um, I was reading from online was from Bazinga. If you want to read more into it, look at the charts and see some other stuff that's going on with it as well. You can do so by just searching five stocks to watch for August 31st, 2021 and look for the Bazinga outlet and um, I wanted to go into a little bit of cryptocurrency on this one as well and for in the future as well but <clears throat> here on the cryptocoffee.tv website they talk about top trending cryptocurrency news on August 31st we're going to be reading a little bit a little bit of this here and it says that it was update Updated Tuesday, August 31st, 2021. And it says Bitcoin's price dropped another 2.82% to $47,055. Ether was up 0.83% to 
at $3,218.52. Despite record accumulation and supply shock events, Bitcoin's price dropped to 46700 Bitcoin prices have risen sharply as a result of several favorable occurrences, but comments made by well-known persons about Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies in general are dragging it down. During the most recent ADA price spike, Cardano addresses with the balance of more than $1 million had risen 173%. After, <clears throat> after bottoming out at 1.007 on July 12th, the ADA slash USD exchange rate climbed about 200%. In the previous session, the pair hit a new high of $3.02, which was followed by a 6.42% price drop to 2.73 at the time of the article was written. Has a little bit of what's going on about PayPal. After establishing Bitcoin trading services last year, PayPal is apparently looking into ways to offer stock trading. According to a report published on August 30th, PayPal is trying to buy or collaborate with a broker-dealer to launch its own stock trading service to compete with rivals such as crypto-friendly stock trading software Robinhood. And there's some stuff here about NFT. After seeing the hype about Dogecoin, which was mostly spearheaded by Elon Musk, Naomi Osaka, a top professional tennis player from Japan, has been outspoken about diversifying her assets and cryptocurrencies. Bit Incorporated, a Barbados-based fintech startup, would serve as the central bank of Nigeria's technical partner, for the proposed e-Nara digital money. The Central Bank of Nigeria said on Monday that it has picked Bit Incorporated because of its tech technical competence, efficiency, platinum security, and interoperability, can't say that one, and implement, fuck, I'm messing up, Impl implementation experience, some, some big words that was hard to say for a second. Um, Sayo announced today the launch of Defy for the People, an initiative on a mission to make Defy accessible to the 6 billion smartphone users throughout the world, as well as $100 million in funding for grants, education, and token incentives from leading Ethereum decentralized finance Defy protocols. And if you want to look into this article some more, you can do so by searching in your search engine top trending cryptocurrency news of August 31st. And the article was done by CryptoCoffee.tv. All right, so now we are going to get into a little bit of cybersecurity. There is an article here from thehackersnews.com. And it goes on to state that attackers can remotely disable Fortress Wi-Fi home security alarms. New vulnerabilities have been discovered in Fortress S03 Wi-Fi home security system that could be potentially abused by a malicious party to gain unauthorized access with an aim to alter system behavior, including disarming devices 
without the victim's knowledge. The two unpatched issues tracked under the identifier CV3-2001-39276 CVSS score 5.3 and CVE-2021-39277 CVSS score 5.7 were discovered and reported by cybersecurity firm Rapid7 in May of 2021 with the 60-day deadline to fix the weakness. The Fortress SO3 Wi-Fi home security system is a do-it-yourself or DIY alarm system that enables users to secure their homes and small businesses from burglars, fires, gas leaks, and water leaks by leveraging Wi-Fi and RFID technology for keyless entry. The company's security and surveillance systems are used by thousands of clients and continued customers, according to its website. Calling the vulnerabilities trivially easy to exploit, Rapid7 researchers noted that CVE-2021-39276 concerns an authenticated API access that enables an attacker in possession of a victim's email address to query the API to leak the device's International Mobile Equipment Identity, or IMEI, number, which also doubles up as the serial number. Armed with the device's IMEI number and email address, the adversary can proceed to make a number of unauthorized changes, such as disabling the alarm system via an unauthenticated post request. CVE 2021-39277, on the other hand, relates to an RF signal replay attack wherein a lack of adequate encryption grants the bad actor the ability to capture the radio frequency command and control communications over the air using software-defined radio or SDR and playback to transmission to perform specific functions such as arm and disarm operations on the target device. For CVE-2021-39276, an attacker with the knowledge of a Fortress SO3 user's email address can easily disarm the installed home alarm without that user's knowledge, and researchers said in a report that was shared with the Hacker News. And we're going to go into some more articles that are been published here on this website. But if you want to learn more of what's happening with this Fortress Wi-Fi home security alarms, you can do so by going to thehackernews.com and viewing it from there. So this next article was done on August 30th, 2021, and it goes on to say that new Microsoft Exchange proxy token flaw lets attackers reconfigure mailboxes. Details have emerged about a now-patched security vulnerability impacting Microsoft Exchange servers that could be weaponized by an unauthenticated attacker to modify server configurations, thus leading to the disclosure of personally unidentifiable information or PII. The issue was tracked as CVE-2021-33766 CVSS score of 7.3 and coin proxy token was discovered by Li Zhuang Tuing. I might have butchered that guy's name, I'm sorry. 
a researcher at the Information Security Center of Vietnam Posts and Telecommunications Group, VNPT-ISC, and reported through the Zero Day Initiative, ZDI program of March 2021. And there's a little quote here that goes on to say that with this vulnerability, an unauthenticated attacker can perform configuration actions on mailboxes belonging to arbitrary users. And the ZDI went on to say Monday, as an illustration of the impact, this can be used to copy all email addresses to a target and account and forward them to an account controlled by the hacker. Microsoft addressed the issue as part of its patched on Tuesday of updates of July 2021. The security shortcoming resides in a feature called delegated authentication, which refers to a mechanism whereby the front-end website, the Outlook Web Access or OWA client, passes authentication requests directly to the back-end which when it detects the presence of a security token cookie. So that's just a little little bit summary on <clears throat> it's a proxy token flaw that lets attackers reconfigure mailboxes. It did say that it it is now and is now a patch security vulnerability. But if you want to read more on this article, you can do so by visiting hackernews.com. Definitely a very great website to um, stay, stay on track with and, you know, the cybersecurity realm. A lot of good information, trusted source. So definitely visit the hackernews.com and bookmark it if you want to. You don't have to, but I definitely recommend it. And stay up to date with some of the articles that the Hacker News is publishing because it can, it can help. A lot of people in a lot of ways so i definitely recommend that people check out thehackernews.com but that's going to be it for today's podcast if you like this episode please share it with your family and friends please consider subscribing to our podcast for future episodes and we'll see you in the next one